Hi, my name is Marissa Klein. I'm the founder of Choice Fashion and Media and co-host of the career inspiration podcast, The Dreamcatchers. And I am Jamie Stozer, the other co-host of The Dreamcatchers and the VP of Fashion and Media at Choice Associates. Up next is a special edition of The Dreamcatchers. We've curated our favorite dreamers and doers for an inspirational conversation. Thanks for joining us and hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Jamie Stozer. I am one half of the Dreamcatchers. Welcome back to How It Works here at Bellworks. This is our new little home over here in this area. I'm into it with this background. Um, today is a very special edition of How It Works. And before I introduce my lovely sister to my right, I am going to say hello to my boys who are here. There they are, because today is Take Your Kids to Work Day. Did you guys know that before now? Because I did not. It's also Earth Day. What? It's also Earth Day. It's also Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. Happy Take Your Kids to Work Day. Um, so we are here with this lovely panel today here at Bellworks to talk about parenting inspired, meaning, which is a Bellworks kind of double entendre with the inspired, about um, how we are parents during this time and how we are working parents during this time. So welcome. Thank you guys for being here today. Marissa, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? So I'm happy to be back. I'm sitting uh, without a mic, as we just noticed. I'm not used to not having anything to do with my hands. And I'm happy to be here surrounded by very like-minded individuals that have come up with innovative ways to keep parenting-inspired a go, um, or parenting-inspiring a go. My nephews are in the audience. I see them. Elliot, I love you. Um, Sam's waving to you, too. I, I love Take Your Kid to Work Day. It's been something that I've been working as an initiative I've supported for, I don't know, the better half of a decade. And in fact, today, I brought a copy of a children's book that I wrote for a lucky winner of a raffle later. Yeah. So I, I do want to mention our raffle quick, quickly. For those listening here and or on our Facebook, if you'll get, we'll get there at the end, but we're going to ask everybody on our panel what their mantra is. So panel, just think about what your mantra is and how you live your life. And a mantra is like, like something bottle. you like live by, whether it's like you're saying, it's what you always kind of shout from the rooftops, if you could, right? Ours is dream big or lead with light. So we're going to go back and ask at the end, if anyone is listening, what all of the mantras are for everybody on our panel and whoever gets them all right first gets entered into win a prize from us, one of which will be a signed copy of Marissa's children's book. And um, if anybody else on our panel has something they can add to that, and also a membership to our networking community called the Dreamcatchers Web. So more on that later. I can add cookbook. The, oh, my, a cookbook. My two, my two cookbooks. Two cookbooks. Wonderful. Anybody else? Anybody yeah, else? 30 minutes of VR fun. 30 minutes of VR fun. Okay, so we've got a nice little, um, nice little package for whoever wins our raffle today. So welcome, everyone. Um, we're going to have everybody introduce themselves to our audience, tell everybody who you are, where you work, and why you decided to join us today about a, a conversation about parenting. Obviously, everyone has a, a little bit of a different reason why they are here today. But I'm going to start to my left. Kate, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Kate Santangelo. I run the Mammoth Moms, and I'm also uh, the director of sales for the Local Moms Network. 
Um, pleasure to be here today. I actually worked with uh, the Dreamcatchers. They were a meet, meet a mom featured on uh, on my website, I guess, in no- November. Does that yeah. October? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds right. Um, and uh, yeah, just really, you know, thought it was a, a great opportunity to come and chat with some like-minded individuals and uh, learn a little bit about each other. Thank you for being here, Kate. Kate, also, by the way, um, just sponsored one of our episodes of the Dreamcatchers with our dear friend Maggie. That'll be dropping this week on everywhere you find your podcast. So right. thank you for being here, Kate. Um, okay, go ahead. We'll go this way then. Go All ahead and right. introduce yourself to everybody. I don't know. If, yep. Oh, we on. can hear you. All right. I'm Michal Levison. I'm the founder of Season Moments. And for 10 years, I worked with families, helping them build relationships through food. And now for the last four years, I've been translating that into the corporate sphere, working with companies to help them shift their culture so that they can engage and retain their employees, build happier and healthier and more productive teams, and just uh, create overall happier people. I like that you transitioned to go from families to corporate. Yeah, and corporate always is, with food. Corporate is a, is a family. Just it a is. a little bit of a and different And it's where you family. spend so much, so much of our time that to not be connected and engaged with your coworkers kind of seems like defeating the purpose. And yep. it doesn't, you know, you want to have people who are united as a team in the mission of the company. And if they're not connected and bonded, then that's really hard to achieve. So you consider yourself like a workplace culture expert. I love yes. that. Yeah. For seasoned moments. Seasoned moments. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for, for being here. <laughs> Todd, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is uh, Todd Schobel. And um, actually, when we talk about kids and families and, and life, um, I'm proud to say I'm the, the founder of a, um, a platform called Stop It or Stop It Solutions. It creates creating safer places for us to learn, work, and live. It's essentially an anonymous reporting platform at its core uh, for students and kids and people to report things that aren't that great. Uh, you know, the roots of the organization about nine years ago was because of the uh, the rampant cyberbullying and escalation of suicide and self-harm and such. So I founded uh, Stop It to do that. And that's actually corporate headquarters is here. That's how I was introduced to the building. And... Um, kind of segued into, um, and that company is alive and thriving, the number one anonymous reporting platform in the country, with SEL content as well for kids to get help, especially now there's a lot going on with the pandemic and they look for self-services uh, and things to help themselves, resources. Uh, and also uh, consistent with kids and such is uh, we call putting smiles on faces. We have a company over here called Oasis VRX. Uh, it's virtual reality entertainment. It's really cool. So families and people come in and have a good time. You know, I guess it's easy to say, go to a virtual place, right? You know, where else can you uh, hop into a 750 horsepower red Maserati and boogie around the Daytona Raceway? And then when you're done, just go home and everything's fine. So (laughs) that's the type of things. It's really cool, right? So uh, we provide that right here at Bellworks as well. It's fun. And um, yeah, this is... uh, fun. <laughs> Thank you I love for that. And today. I didn't even know that about you, but the first part, and I love that you're here and can talk about that. One of our missions um, at the Dreamcatchers is giving back to su- suicide prevention. We actually donate a portion of our proceeds each month of our networking community to the Mental Health Association of Monmouth County because we think that, you know, career and what you do and how you define yourself is so connected to mental health, so much more so, especially now. So, 
Thank you for being here. So fun to have all of you here. Um, so our favorite question that we like to start and to kind of kick everything off is, um, is, is really digging back into the cobwebs potentially for some of you, not to age any of us. Um, and you might have more than one answer and that's fine too. Um, but I'd love to ask everyone to share with the audience what it is that you can remember, at least the first thing you can remember that you wanted to be when you grew up. Because I'm guessing what's so interesting and what we find so fascinating about what we do by interviewing people all day is often it's either completely unrelated to what you do now, but more often than not, we can correlate sometimes like what you used to want to be and what you actually are doing with your life now. So I'd love to hear from everyone. We have to go in the same order. You can tell us a little bit about what you remember wanting to be when you grew up. Yeah. Um, so my first memory of what I wanted to be, I think I was in third grade, and I wanted to be an interior designer, which was not the path I, I went down. I do appreciate interior design, and I think I, I love, you know, fashion and designing my own home. But I don't know if I necessarily would want to design other people's homes. I'd be like, and you know, an anxious mess, <laughs> like if they liked it or not. Um, and then. Uh, not much later after that, I, I always wanted to work in hospitality, which is what I did for um, the probably the first decade at least of my career. So that was something that you know I followed. What did you to. do? Uh, well, I started in restaurants, and then um, I worked in the beverage industry. I sold wine for about ten years, and worked with wholesalers and distributors, and uh, all of that fun stuff. So, so how did you get from wanting to be an interior designer, yeah, to running? I could probably correlate them. I'm going to, I can, I can probably make up why you got to where you are, but tell us how you then went from wanting to do that into hospitality and then starting what you're doing now. Yeah. So I was actually just talking to Todd a little bit about this. Um, when I worked in wine, I sold to a lot of like mom and pop, like liquor stores throughout the tri-state area. Um, I managed teams and I built brands, but mostly I worked with, um, like chain grocery stores and, um, and then even like, you know, smaller liquor stores. And I really loved the, uh, when I would come back and something had sold, right. And they'd like made, you know, they'd made a good profit on it. And it was really gratifying to me, um, to work with small businesses and to like help them achieve, you know, their, their goals for the year. Um, so I think, you know, maybe we'll get into it in a little, uh, in a little while, but what I do now is pretty similar because I help um, support local and the community in Monmouth County and, um, and part of which is, you know, me selling advertisements to small businesses. But I, I, I love it because I really do feel as though I'm making a difference and helping them grow and helping them bring exposure to their to their business. So well, um, you're doing it for us. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> we are a small so, business yeah. after all. But also, I think what's so interesting, Marissa likes to do these dot dot dots. But I'm going to do this one instead of designing someone's home and curating what it looks like. She's curating what our day-to-day -day might look like as a parent, yeah. right? So what activities are going on? Where can I take my kid on a Sunday? What has outdoors? Like all these activities, content, community for parents, right? In yeah. Monmouth County. So I think there, I see a correlation there. Marissa, do you? So I also would like to add that um, Kate grew up here in this area, was born and raised in this area. So she has a vested interest in the small businesses that feed this area. And having lived in Monmouth County now for the last four years and growing up in Bergen County and taking a very, very long, fulfilling, exciting detour in Manhattan and Hoboken, where I picked up this one along the way years ago, <laughs> um, you know, you just kind of forget 
when you're living that urban lifestyle that business exists outside of urban world. And then you hashtag Bell Works. Here we are. Hashtag Metro Burb. I always like <laughs> to bring it back Metro to our Burb. home. <laughs> so when I moved here, which was intentional, having grown up in the northeast corner of New Jersey, an hour and twenty five minutes without traffic, door to door, which we would do quite often to get to exit one hundred five. Um, and I said to Jamie, I'm like, I want to live at the beach. Like that's if I'm not living in New York City, I'm living at the beach, and there's no ifs ands or but about it. Yep. So and I get here, and I'm like, wow. There's actually a lot of business to be done down here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And there are a lot of really, like, nice ways of doing business down here. And there are a lot of businesses that service families and kids. And you can be very successful without having an office on Madison Avenue. Yeah. Or, but with, if you need to get to Madison Avenue, it's not too hard. Right. Yes, and, and, and you when can I also have get to go to Madison Avenue, go. Yeah. I could just take a boat and sail. And by the way, what other area, as I like to say, not like we're, we're doing a Monmouth County ad yeah. right now, but <laughs> can you take a bus, train, or ferry to? Very few, except for Hoboken, which is where we left. So I think... I 100% agree with you, is that there's so much life to be had here, so much yes. vibrancy. That's what I love about Bellworks. Yep. Right? I yeah. mean, I'm not even sitting here doing an ad for Bellworks, but I might as well. Is that 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 is why this place is like it has for such a pulse like us because oh, I'm yeah. like it has oh this has and, like a pulse and and what Kate's doing with her business now, now granted she's talking about the back end of her business and selling and helping organic business but the front end of her business is this this profile the mom with moms which from a parenting aspect it's like move to a community and you have small kids and you know most of us work. And, you know, take the pandemic out of it. We were still trying to fit 36 hours into four-hour days. Mm -hmm. And she is supplying those of us with children of all ages, like a a, a Rolodex of activities. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I say the word Rolodex and I say the word Zagat and it's obviously dates. <laughs> um, but like a place to look up and guide you, which... I think is priceless because if I just want to know what park is open and where I can get ice cream and if there's something else I can do along the way, I can just click on her site and find out. And then also the fact that she's from here is probably a nice triple entendre. So I would say if I were to connect the fact that you were an interior design dreamer to then a salesperson for wine, you are helping a lot of people that are grown up and balancing a lot, be able to drink their wine. That's right. In their that's, home. That's what it's all about. And you're, ta- you're taking care of their plans. So how about that? Yeah. It Love definitely it. correlates. There it is. It correlates. That's right. Okay. Listen, did on, did on, we're done now. Yeah. We're done, Christian. We're done. We're done. Mic drop. Mic Woo! drop. We figured it out. Okay. Totally. So, you know, and now I have, I think, with my friend here, with her fantastic earrings, she She's wearing I, bananas earrings, by the way, because life is, insert, insert drum roll, bananas. She and I have had the equal amount of business and dreams. <laughs> equal amount. Yes. Okay. I think what we all have in common here is that we're hustlers, yes. right? We're all and hustlers. We, we met somewhere between chapter one and chapter two, um, pre-social media, when we were, we were our own lead gen demand SEO manufacturing. manufacturing, and we had side businesses that we ran through the city streets in all sorts of places, whether it was shopping events, Henry Bendel, 
which also, oh God, everything I say, I sound like my mom. Like everything I say is closed or done. She's like Bamberger's. Done, dead. Anyway. Um, Stearns. So, anyway. It's like we, saying things from 1985. Yeah, I'm like, Alexander. I'm like, yeah, Bamberger's. Um, <laughs> we can keep going. Just, oh, okay, put a sock on me. Anyway, anyway, we met doing a side business years ago. And we've stayed in touch on and off. We both wrote children. I wrote children's books. She wrote cookbooks. I reconnected with her not too long ago because I love keeping people within my network. And I asked in her. In your web. In as my you, web. As you should me, say. Forgive me. Um, I asked her to be on a panel here at Bellworks because although she is not Monmouth County and she is in my home county of Bergen, um, snaps for Bergen. She's a Jersey um, mom. She's a Jersey mom. She has a beautiful business. She has kids too. She's balanced it all. She was supposed to slip down here and join us for another panel and <laughs> got sideswiped by uninspired parenting. Mm-hmm. So you want to tell us a little bit about what you wanted to be when you grew up before you had 20 other jobs? I would and love then to. Maybe you want to talk about <laughs> Briefly, what brings you here today? Sure. And why you weren't with us last time? Well, COVID hit me (laughs) quite hard in March. And so between my COVID, my daughter's COVID, and the school situations, I couldn't make it. But in terms, God, I had so many dreams. It's kind of like the 25,000 businesses that we actually had. I also had like 25,000 dreams to precede all of them. I think my first dreams were, you know, to be a firefighter, to be an astronaut. But then once I got to brass tacks and thought about actual careers, I think I really wanted to be a performer because I started playing the piano when I was three and I was competing, you know, at a very young age. Um, but I also, at, I very distinctly remember in fourth grade wanting to be a lawyer and reading like all these books about the law and really delving into it. I gave that dream up, I think, by the age of 13. I was like, nah, not for me. But, you know, I definitely had a good four-year span where I was, like, devouring anything about the law. And I was taking, like, classes at Bergen Community College about, like, trusts and estates. Maybe you were just watching, like, L.A. Law. I did. Yeah. I did. I like Jimmy Smith very much. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, and Corbin Burnson. Yeah. I I was hooked. Um, but then what brings me here today? Well, I am a, a mom of two girls, um, and I've been running businesses my, it feels like my entire life. Uh, I started working when I was 10. I started teaching piano to younger kids, even younger kids than me. Uh, and I also accompanied like violin classes. So I was making that, you know, a living starting at the age of 10. Uh, and I've been working ever since. I don't think I've, I've stopped hustling. And, you know, the, the iteration of my company now is, is more corporate, but for 10 years I spent every single day talking to, to parents, talking to families and helping people connect using food as a medium. So whether it's going out and, and foraging for the food, whether at a market, at a farm, gardening, you're, you know, growing your own food to coming together and working together in the kitchen because that is somewhere that you really build camaraderie and trust. And, and it's amazing when you put a kid to work on minutiae, how much that, you know, opens up their brain space to actually talk about things that they don't think that they want to talk to you about. 
But once they're busy cutting the cucumber, all of a sudden they tell you what happened today in third period mm -hmm. that they would never have shared if you had said, what happened today in school? Nothing. Yeah. You know, How was school? Yeah. Good. How was school? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> What was your favorite part? I don't know. Gym. Nothing. Recess, which doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Lunch so, doesn't exist. So you 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 put them to work and yeah. this stuff, and they're so focused on like on the skill, mm. and the, they're so focused in that moment on something that's outside of themselves that it actually allows them that kind of little bubble, and that is what I see in terms of food. What food can do for all of us, and what taking a lunch break or having a meal, it allows you to build that little like space in your brain to relax, to refuel, to recharge, to connect, to, to be able to go back to whatever it is to the rest of your day feeling like, okay, I can do it now. Like I've taken a little break, just like we all need to take a, you know, go to sleep at night. Our body needs to recharge. We can't barrel through an eight hour day not as school children, not as working adults. And so for me, mealtime has become, I, I laugh that I'm the lunch lady because I'm always advocating like, go eat lunch because that is the one meal that I think that most of us really just kind of slough, slough by. Mm. And we're- It's been a rough year for meals. It's been a, it's been a rough a year, year for, for parents who have to prepare yeah. the meals. But I mean, meal, Meals are rough this year. Meals are rough. They're, they're rough all the time, but yes, they're especially rough now. And it's so hard, I think, having to be at home and so close to a kitchen and having everyone there and constantly, I, I don't know about your house, but like in my house, it felt like there was breakfast one, breakfast two, snack one, lunch yeah. one, yeah. lunch two, snack two, dinner one, dinner two, snack three, dessert. And, yes. And yeah. like, yes. <laughs> like even and, it, and then a couple of my kids literally you know, eat all day long. I mean, they're all eating all day, all day, day long, all day. and now they're growing boys that they just are constantly eating. It's constant. But when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking because obviously I'm trying to correlate with you wanting to be a lawyer, a firefighter, all these things. Like <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, you wanted to help people. Yes. That's what you wanted to do, yes. right? Am I wrong? Okay. No, that, that's, so that's, also, that's why they pay me the big bucks. I, I know what people want. She's wanted. also <laughs> extremely creative, but craves structure. Right. Yes. There you go. So, so as an attorney, right, and, and anybody too. that There's goes out there wanting to be an attorney yep. is likes to read, likes to be, re likes to research, likes to be knowledgeable, likes to absorb Unknown content. Unknown to go down the rabbit hole. But you wrote a book. <laughs> um, but I do think what's interesting about that is, you know, we, I mean, we talk to kids all day long, our own and others. I mean, Marissa does a whole program at our local school about what it is that you want to be when you grow up and how does that correlate to what you do now. I mean, Sam in the audience, my son, who's not listening to me, um, <laughs> it wants to be a Tesla engineer. So either he's going to become a Tesla engineer, right? And because I sit here and do this all day for a living, I'm going to either see him one day become a Tesla engineer, or he will figure out how to use his science and math and uh, interests to do something else. And I'm going to be able to correlate the two one day. That's my hope. Yep. And that, I guess, will be the first day that I understand my children and actually figure out how to be a parent. Um, so, okay. I love that. Pause for a moment on you. So, Todd, what did you want to be when you grew up? Because I'm guessing that what you're doing now is maybe not the same thing, but maybe there's a correlation. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a correlation. But I just want to come back to this real quick. So, we were talking about cooking. Um, for me personally, I always loved to cook when I was young. 
And and I figured out what it was for me. It was like a, a mini goal because you can it's like solution oriented. There's a yeah. bunch of good stuff that happens within a couple hours of you go out, you pick your stuff, pick it, meaning you buy, you procure it, right? right. You prepare it. You have to time everything so everything zaps out right. Um, you're proud of it. If it tastes good, it tastes good. And then everyone is happy and everyone's psyched when they're done. So you're going from zero to happiness in a very short period of time. And it makes you feel great. It does. I planned it. I timed it. I nailed it. People are complimenting it. Yeah. You know, all the, it hits a bunch of senses. And my kids are like that as well. My son especially, you know, he'll go right through this process. Yeah. And, and um, it, it's, it's a great way to build self-confidence. Yeah. Especially for kids. Because they, it, it's, and it's something tangible, literally. Like you can touch it, you can feel it, you can taste it. Yeah, I think sexy, right? Yeah, you eat it, you feel really good, the senses. Thought you know, I thought happy. about it that way yeah. only because, you know, so often people say, I'm not a cooker, I'm a baker, I'm not a baker, I'm a chef, or whatever it is, right? right? So my husband loves to bake, and now my kids love to bake with him, and they, they like to help me in the kitchen because I think there is something to be said, what you're saying. About first of all, as I mean, everyone knows this, and people say it all the time. But baking is a science, right? If you have, you put a certain amount of flour, 100%. sugar, eggs, and butter in something, it comes out and it tastes delicious. And if you forget the pinch of salt, you're like, oh, that's what's missing, right? So there's something really solution oriented, box checking about it, which is why I always liked it because I'm a box checker. <laughs> so I think that's a really interesting point. That there's not something, shocking. I'm not good at baking, right? Um, I think there's something really rewarding about planning a recipe, executing the recipe, and tasting it. And then the kids love it. It's like they'll help me with dinner, and then Dave will be, my husband will be like, "That tastes really like, like it's delicious tonight." Whatever. I'm like, "Right, Sam made it," you know. Yeah. And he's like, "I just put the chicken and the egg and dipped it." I'm like, "No, you no, made it." You know. But that's, but, but that's the building block to. Yes. Getting, listen, I the reason I selfishly taught my children to cook is because I wanted them to ultimately one day make me breakfast in bed. That was my goal. Totally. Yeah. And that and but but in the very selfish desire. You know, you give them these, it's teach a man to fish as opposed to, you know, give a man a fish. It's, it's giving them skills to be independent and to do something for themselves. No, it's massive. It's amazing. It's, and, it's, it's massive. and it's a building block. So did you want to be a chef, on. Todd? No, no. But, but you, you know, you hit it with one of your kids is, de- is picking the right pan to deglaze it with wine. Yes. When you hit that, you sit back, you're like, son you're like, of a I figured it nailed out. Nailed it. He's yeah. deglazing. Deglazing. Like, mic drop on that. <laughs> yeah, that's a mic drop. I'm finished. I'm Way done. to go, Slim. Right. Nice. You can move out now. You know? And of course, I micromanage it. You know, that's going to add a whole shitload of flavor. You want to do a little bit of. A little bit of uh, chicken broth on that, right. too, to cut it so it doesn't kill everything. And then it just gives me the look. Strain it, too, before you sauce it. Um, awesome. So what I want to do, quarterback. Want to be a quarterback, 100%. Want to be a quarterback. Want to be an actor. And, yes, I definitely dug. I watched uh, when I was young. Um, it was Peter Fonda. No, not Peter Fonda. The oldest Fonda. Henry. Black Henry Fonda. Black and white. Um, it was. Uh, it was about where they're all in the room. Twelve angry men. Twelve angry, Twelve men. angry men. I just got chills, man. Right when I watched that, I'm like, God, I want to persuade people. Yeah. Persuade, persuade people for the right. You know. So my father's a salesman. I've always been a salesman. You know, I was this big. You know, I used to go into the um, so salesman was it right? And it wasn't like I want to be a salesman. You know, yeah. It was. You know, you, you want to persuade people. To, to do buy something. something, or again, to fulfill something. You know, I, I remember when I was a little kid, 
first, second grade. We lived across the street, literally. We lived across the street from a huge farm. And the yellow flowers would grow every once in a while. Every year at a certain time. And I just remember these tall yellow flowers. And when they grow, I'd go out and hack them down. I'd bundle them up with rubber bands and walk to the, literally, I would walk the street that faced first, that faced the flowers. And I'd sell the bundles. Sell them. I love but I quickly, that. I quickly realized, and I guess this is what got me excited, because I was young, I quickly realized that it wasn't so much you were buying the flowers. They were just super fired up that some kid was at the front door selling them. And I knew people, and people would say that. You know, I remember, like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's ambitious of you, son. I'll take two. And shit, they could walk right across. They could walk right across the street <laughs> and grab them. So I learned very quickly back then what I wanted to do. I wanted to just get people excited about stuff and 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 build things and I guess sell things and do things and that I think was that's basically called an it. entrepreneurial spirit. Talk. Yeah, yeah, it's there, right? I worked the gas lines. I was with my remember the gas lines in the seventies. No, I, I'm older know, than you, I, I guess. But in the seventies, <laughs> it was uh, uh, the gas crisis is a famous thing, yes, right? Yes, it's yes. the odd even days with the license plates. So I'm in an, I'm in a line with my dad, and we're sitting in the car, and it's super long. And I'm like, I'm hungry. I got to go run and get something to eat. And when I came back to my dad, I'm like, we're not the only ones. So literally the next day, and That's literally, I you know, and my dad was a funny guy. You know, we were probably a half hour, 35 minutes in the center of town on a walk. So I got my red wagon. Uh, we had a unicorn thing. I had my mom fill it up with coffee. Got some other stuff around the house. Boogied my way all down down wow. there. And I worked the gas lines. And the next day... What'd you sell? What's that? What'd you sell? Everything and anything. It was insane because I immediately... People were like, hey, kid, go get me a Time magazine. Hey, kid, go get me this. Bang, I'm running. I'm getting 10 bucks here, 5 bucks here, 10 bucks here. Wow. I got my next door neighbor. I said, Paul, come with me. You're going to be the runner for custom orders. We killed. We got the newspaper, you know, ambitious, this and that. But that was it. So at a very young age, it was super exciting. I love that story. That was the original Twitter. Yeah, original Twitter. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I love it. You. You and Paul. Yeah, totally. You would tweet to Paul and Paul would go and get the stuff. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. He, he you know, he was the runner guy, right? Oh. But we were we killed DoorDash. You were we DoorDash. absolutely crushed. I have the article still. My wife got it from my mom a bunch of years ago and she put it That's up in a thing. But it's super cool, you know, to see that. You know, because you don't think about it when you're doing it. It's like, boom, 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 where, you know, boom. did you work in sales when you graduated college? Like when did you after school? Did you uh Always doing something. I never worked for anybody. So, you know, I had the pay. I, I didn't like the paper route. You couldn't make any money for the effort. I learned that quickly on. You make zero dough. Here's a quarter, son. Thank you. Move on. Yeah, all right. I'm up at four o'clock in the morning here, pal. Okay? Uh, no, but it was. Um, uh, Question was, did you do sales when you first graduated? It was. Uh, you know, I was selling things. Yes, always selling things. Yeah, always and selling, always selling hustle... something, building something, then selling something, and 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 helping other people. I started to help other people to build their businesses from the inside. I had a printing company. I had a uh, 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 pre-owned equipment business, a mailing business. Sold those, and then moved on. Helped people build up their businesses, and then that's when I got inspired. With the bullying, I heard the the report on the news. You know, I love that. And that I was love it. that. It was done. I love that too. Okay, so to shift gears just a second, 
because today's topic is about parenting, I'd love to talk to all of us about, we all are parents on this panel. That's why we're here. Um, and I think, you know, this time and being a working parent in general is very challenging. And I could not do that job without my team that supports me, whether that's my babysitter or the people that work for me or my husband. Um, and I think what is so interesting about what the, the time that we're in currently is that it's completely different. I mean, it looks like it's like the upside down, right? So we're like home all day. We're trying to find boundaries. We're trying to figure it out. So I'd love to hear from each of us kind of advice that you have or thoughts you have about what it means to you to, to, to parent in this climate, what it means to, to parent while working in general. Um, I can start just to kind of inspire the conversation. I think being a working parent, I've said this from the day I had my kids, makes me a better parent. It's just gives me a set boundary. Right now it's cloudy and blurry, but it gives me a boundary of mommy's going to work. I'm not in charge right now. And then when I come back, I feel most days more focused on my kids because then I have, whether it's from guilt or other reasons, I'm sure we can have a whole other conversation about that. I'm a better parent. I'm more present with them when I'm with them because I actually, I guess it goes back to the distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? I have separation from them so that when I'm with them, I'm a better mom. That's my reason to work. And I think during this time, if nothing else, it's shown me that they, I mean, they're here today. They're pushing each other off of a, I'm not sure what, um, but they are, they are seeing me work, which I think is like, especially today on Take Your Kids to Work Day, but is such a unique thing, right? So even if I was working from home, I was, you know, in behind closed doors or I was, I mean, they are like right next to me. They're sitting on their Zooms and I'm right next to them on my computer. So I think if nothing else, it's helped me to show them what it means to me to be a working parent and also for them to understand it better. Because I think before now it was kind of like, why didn't mommy come to pick up? Why are you here? And no matter how much I showed up, I felt like I was never there enough. And now they like kind of get it. They're like, oh, you're working. I, you know, and that partially is because they're getting older. But I'd love to hear from you guys, like what you think about what it means to be a parent right now and how you balance it or any advice that you have and what your thoughts are on the topic. Yeah. So um, I think one of the things that we do um, on the Mammoth Moms is we, we interview a lot of local moms to kind of understand uh, they're usually working professionals. So uh, they own businesses or, you know, they do things within the community. And it's always fascinating to like read about how other moms get it done. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think I've always been after this, like that work life balance that they like everyone has like a different opinion about it. Um, and the more like the older I get, I think the less realistic it is like having, I think that there's like certain things that there is can, no balance, <laughs> that there is no balance really. Yeah. Like it's like certain, I think certain phases of your life, you have more, like you just pay attention to that, that thing, you know, at that, that time. Um, but I will say that prior to COVID, you know, my daughter was in daycare. She was, I dropped her off at seven. I got back at six thirty, and um, and my son is is older now. But um, when he was younger too, it was the same thing. And I was always working. And um, with COVID, it kind of forced me to, to obviously all of us to be home. Um, and it was you know now it was like a different you know different load, right? You're all you're trying to make everything work. And um, this year, my daughter's been in and out of school. She she goes to a private school, so they haven't been 
remote the way that my son um, was. So it was, it was a little bit different. Um, but I do, you kind of like shift, right? Like you've, you've reorganized your life and reprioritized like what's important to, um, to make time for, for what's important. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's just, I'm sure it's been enlightening and eye-opening to so many parents across the country and the world, um, like what you're capable of and what, um, and how much you can get accomplished in a day. And then also the stuff that you didn't need to accomplish, right? Like the things you're that like, were nothing's not important. Yes. And yep. the meetings and the, you know, the stuff. So, um, but I think the, mo- you know, the most important lesson that I've learned over the last year is just so manage your time, like so wisely, right? Like, just every, you know, every hour to be, you know, maximize whatever is important to you. Like that week, um, I've always been pretty good at like Sunday nights, I'll sit down and just plan out my week. And sometimes it's like never happens. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. um, and sometimes, you know, I follow it to a T. Um, but I, you know, I love that I have the opportunity to be home with my kids and that I can be present and also, and, you know, and also work from home too. So, um, so it's a challenge and definitely. Do you have any advice for um, our listeners about. Or me. Or me. No, but I, I do think it's interesting to hear and I'd love to hear from each of you um, advice that you have to somebody who is considering maybe going back to work or is like struggling maybe right now with the balance. Like anything that you've that's worked for you or that you've seen some of in your interviews with other moms, what works for them. Um, besides hiring a full staff and outsourcing everything. So no, just kidding. Um, you know, what is it that, you know, has worked for you or is there a company, a business, a, anything that just helps you be a better parent as a working parent? Um, I mean, this is going to apply to maybe different, you know, different paths and parents' lives. But I would say that if, anyone's considering going back to work, it would be for the right reasons, meaning like that the job is gratifying and it'll make you like, you know, self-care, especially right now. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. self-care is so important, but in a multitude of different ways, like for me, I love working. I've always loved to work and that's like gratifying for me, but I've also worked in capacities where it was the bane of my existence and I dreaded Mondays. And that was, you know, that obviously made things at home, you know, that much more um, difficult. But um, if, and I do actually get that at that question a lot from some of the moms like asking about jobs or, you know, what's available or, you know, like, to, you know, how, when to go back to work. I manage moms across the, the country now um, with the, the local moms network. And if you don't love what you're doing or at least like it a lot, um, it's almost like why, you know, and I understand like, you know, needs to make ends meet and the different situations apply to different t- parents. But um, that's probably the advice that I give because I love what I do. So I don't ever feel like I'm working. And, um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm much more pleasant. (laughs) I agree. And you know, one of my favorite new mantras I've been saying often is that if you can't find a dream job, try to find the dream in the job, right? Right. So if you're in a job where you're like, "Eh." but there's certain things you do like, like you really love your coworkers or the commute is amazing. And like, if you can focus your energy on those positives, the negatives don't feel as negative, Right. So especially right now where we're like, what's happening? And if we are trying to figure out our purpose, so many people struggle with that. And that's what we try to inspire others to think about. It's like, okay, fine. Your job's not the dream job. We're not like, I'm not a Broadway dancer. Like that was my dream job. Um, But if I can figure out ways to perform, here I am on stage, get it? Um, But if I can find like the dreams in the job and, and or create that own destiny for yourself, and, and that's, these conversations help, I'm hoping, inspire others that are 
struggling a little bit with that and like see other people that are doing it and like, okay, if she could do it, I could do it. Right, right, um, right. So I do think that there is a lot to be said on on feeling fulfilled at work. And if you're not fulfilled, changing that and figuring out how to change that, which is not easy. No. It's not easy. No. I also want to say, time. I want to say about parenting, um, two things. I mean, I obviously can echo everything that you're saying. Um, but there are two things that come to mind this year that perhaps I never saw so clearly. And one I direct at our friend Todd here. I'm so thankful to have you here. A lot of the times we have these conversations and it's about working moms. A lot of these times we're always talking, and, and this is coming from me, years of you know being a woman in the workforce, trying to figure out how to balance it all. This year, a lot a lot of dads suffered from that point of view for a long time. And I feel like my, my, the dad in my house, he does his fair share. And I mean, sometimes. They might need a little more direction, but I, they I are, they're it, doing a you know, great job thing. once I tell him yeah, what to but do. But I think parenting this year more than ever has been, if we're fortunate to be in a two person household, two adult household, um, it has been a real collaborative effort, especially with two working parents, because there is a lot of ebb and flow. Like, I have a meeting at this time. Can you handle this piece? Like, even just now, while I'm listening to you, I just had to look at my phone real quick. And when I say my phone, my wrist, <laughs> and make sure Gadget watch. that there was a pickup drop, pick drop off situation happening. Because the other thing I wanted to say about being a working parent in this moment is we, we put our masks on every day, right? Sometimes we're dressed, sometimes we're not dressed. That's the collective energy of the moment. But what's actually happening underneath the disguise, whether it's pretty or not, we make, I don't know, a hundred choices in an hour, whether it's for professional, personal, or our children. And when I think about sometimes when I lay down at night, how many things I've decided that day, and if I meet any error, like there are things that happen at like ten thirty by four o'clock. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Yeah. It's like, right it's like, like, wait, what? what? Like I have no idea. We are so max capacity max. that it's like next level. Yes. So I think about that, and I really commend any one of us for just doing it. And you know what? I will say to add to that quickly, too, before we keep going, is that I find so inspiring is that, you know, our a lot of our villages have been taken away from us, right? The the traditional carpooling or things where you'd rely on other people and you don't feel comfortable relying on them because you don't necessarily want your kids in their car or whatever the reasons, right? Right now is just really hard. It is. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want my kid in your you car. That's what. That, I, bet Todd, you, I Todd, bet you see that on. Todd topic. curses too much when he drives the kids. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, like or whatever. Like I don't want my. I don't like the music that one listens to. But I do think. I do think it's so interesting if you actually think about it. Like so much of our infrastructure has been stripped from us this year. Yeah. So to be a parent or have any responsibilities over another person's life right now is extremely challenging because we don't have our druthers. Like we don't and also, have, no matter where you are in your life and what side of the story you're on, we all have empathy for one another. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because in it, fact, it doesn't I just matter had a your conversation. Opinion. We're all kind of in it together. It doesn't matter. I just had a conversation the other day with my neighbor. My street is very mixed and there's a lot of new families with little kids. Like one of my neighbors has three kids under four, like, like bang, bang, bang. I'm like, God bless you, girl. Um, but then I have another neighbor whose kids are grown and one's at college and was able to go back to campus this semester and was like scheduled to come home sooner than she was expecting. She's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm not ready for that yet, you know? And I said to her, I'm like, I really feel everyone that's going through this right now is going through it in a different way. And we all are allowed to have our mountains, right? So you have three kids under four, or if you have a college student that you're like worrying about every day because they're living on campus and have to worry about taking COVID tests to do anything. Um, I just really feel for every stage of this process, it's really been a challenge. And I just, my advice to anybody listening is just, You've got this. We're figuring it out as we go. We're, we're doing the best we've got. No one's doing a better job than anyone else. That's the truth. Yeah, no. Todd, talk to me. So you have two businesses in the building. Um, both are kid-focused or family-focused. Family. Sure, the origins of it. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. You definitely are incorporating fun and your vitality. Yes. I want to do the, I don't think I do the virtual reality so bad. I don't think we My correlated, big but that. I don't think we need to correlate with you. I think you embody your correlation. Um, so do you live close to here as well? No, I live about an hour. Oh, you live in North, an hour? No, I live up in Tewksbury. Tewksbury? Where's that? West-ish. Yeah, Westish. Uh, Peapack? Oh, yeah, oh, sure. Peapack, Gladstone. 80 acres? I've been on that train line somehow. I don't yeah, know yeah. why. 90 acres. 90 acres? Is that yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Is uh, that like out by like Far Hills? Yes, 100%. Okay, I know where I've that is. I've been lost there once. <laughs> it's a great I've place to get lost. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's like yeah. their farms. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah. cool. Um, I smell actually, horse manure when I go home at certain times of the year, and it's the most beautiful thing on the planet. I, I, I think You're just like, God. Yes. You know what? Settles me I down. actually think it was a mommy moment, a mommy fail in a, in a life past where like I went to a birthday party on the wrong no, day maybe no I've done that before <laughs> similar location though I went to the birthday on the wrong day 45 minutes away from my house it's funny um I'll never forget that call she's like it's West, tomorrow Westfield on the wrong day um, I'm in Westfield no, and it's tomorrow I missed I couldn't be at like the pumpkin patch trip like, like Chester like and those oh yeah that the, all the kids were going the farms. And all the moms were going and I couldn't go so you wanted so to take the kids. I wanted to take my daughter to go, and I went somewhere in Far Hills or Long Hill or out there. Some hills. And, of course, because it was the day that was scheduled that I had to do it, it was, of course, the day after, like, a monsoon. It's like deluge. So the two of us drove all the way out, God knows where, and we were covered in mud. <laughs> but I have the pictures, and I did go, and I honored the promise. I got the pictures. And your daughter will never promises. forget. And my, well, she probably, she probably forgot it. She probably I didn't doesn't forget. remember. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I definitely had to throw out those shoes. It's fine. She doesn't remember. Um, but but also, so you have a pretty, you have a pretty happy remember. commute to come down here. You're not even here. listening. I don't even know yeah, if they can hear me. I, I love it. I don't mind. I mean, I get things done in the car. You know, yeah. we were talking before about we're stacked up with so much we have to do. There's so much yes. going on and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what do you do in the wintertime, right? You, you, you're supposed to go out and start your car. To warm it up. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so so the way I look at life is, you know, when <laughs> when my engine's hot, I'm ripping. So I don't want to always be like, and start again. Yeah. You know, get it, get it going, get your engine hot, which means you're juggling this, you're juggling that, you're juggling this, you're juggling that. When you get a lot going on, uh, I, I find I, I tend to operate better. Same. 
because I'm, uh, especially as I get older, because I'm a little more confident in my decisions. I understand that the world won't come to an end. I definitely understand one of my things is, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. There's your mantra. You know? yeah. Who's our listener? By the way, you just dropped about three mantras. Yeah. Oh, no, I got a keep couple mantras. Keep your engine hot. I like keep your engine Once hot. Once I heard I like mantra, I'm like, wait a minute. I got that written I like my wall. I keep your walls. engine hot. That's like the definition of who we are. Like, if but you, you want something done, give it to a busy people person. People try to be perfect all the time. Or you know how people say, you know, perfection makes, you know, uh, practice, practice makes, makes perfect. perfect. I immediately cut those people off when there's kids around. Right. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you guys strive for perfection, your life is going to be a mess. Yep. There is no perfection. I don't, you know, perfection sucks, right? Well, I used to think good was the enemy of great. And now I'm like, oh, my God, what a horrible thing to have thought about because perfection is impossible. It's impossible. It's a task that some kids and some adults and people strive for this perfection. And then they don't do anything You out of your mind, you're you're setting yourself up for failure. It's going to be a mess. You know, and, and it stops you from actually doing anything. Oh well, that's Most it. Most people are like, I can't achieve this, and so I won't even start, and so yeah, they don't. I want to write like eighteen books. I just have to find a time when I can <laughs> sit down and get like just three people just to do it when your engine's hot. Do it when your engine's hot. No, do it in the car. Why I, do I, I hear you, man. I, I, I want to, but I get, I'll get wired, you know. But um, but but it is true with that, you know that that it, it slows you down. You know, like when I first when I first was gonna launch uh, Stop It, I'm like, you know, this is a very serious thing. I want to make sure this shit rips. This is life. These are kids' lives. It's got to be real. I got to get on it. And I, I'm like, you know, let me write a business plan. So I went online, and for eighty how bucks, you, how would you write a business plan? Yes. I downloaded the business plan business for eight, for eighty bucks, funny. and I started to read it. And I'm going, okay, okay. Like, like, I'm reading it. And I uh-huh. go, holy shit. You know how many people downloaded that for 80 bucks and said, no chance. I have no time for this. I got a kid. I got twins. I have this. I made, had that. That company made the 80 bucks. Well, yeah. And I don't knock people that, that, that write business plans. Uh, I, and I get the business plan. I get all that. It all makes sense. But that's where people say, we're going to start a business. First thing you want to do is get your business plan. Well, yeah, read that goddamn thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It stops you. Yes, of course. I was it like, yes, I you knew not to buy this. To you know, and I was done. I literally, you know, I, I felt rejoiced when it got off my back. And then I applied some common sense. I find, you know, hang out with smart people. Surround yeah. yourself with people that are smarter than you. Look in the mirror. You know, I'm not good at this. Find somebody who can. You know, people are like, did you program? No. Did you write code? No. Did you this? You no. Don't you don't need Just to do found everything. people, got them energized, put them in, in, in motion. Uh, but go back to like working from home and working with your kids and stuff. I think I, I love, I share everything with my kids with work. Yeah. You know, you definitely have, you know, this and that, all the common sense things. You can't always be there. You know, it's like, hey, I'm working right now when you're working from home, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, sh- yeah. yeah, like easy guy, like, okay? Dad, can you make me veal parmesan? Well, it's 2.30, man, you know? <laughs> Come on, now you're making me hungry? Get out of here. Yeah. A couple of splurlatives or whatever that is. What is that word? Um, but uh, but it's fantastic because you take you take an opportunity now when you're home. And my wife is second generation uh, business that's 50 years old. She's the CEO, 60 employees and such. So she's got a lot going on. But we're incubators for our kids to learn shit in real time mm. and share stuff with them that is just amazing. I mean, they're just... Because, you know, kids, they're not listening. 
but they're hearing everything you say. Yeah, they hear everything. They're not going, yes, dad. You know, when I was first with the kids, you know, I'm sit down, son, I'm going to teach you something really important. In fact, come here, Kiki, you two. Sit down, kids, you know? And you're going to teach them something. Did you get it, huh? Read it back. It doesn't Did work. You take notes? And then you get pissed off. You're like, yeah! But dad! But they hear it, and then you hear those little tidbits come back. You get patient. You learn a little. But now, it's fantastic, because by being at home and having them around... You're leading by example. Yeah, and, yeah, and I share with them, everything. I mean, everything that goes on, my mistakes, the errors, the things, the dealings. You know, I, you know it looks like we're going to have to get rid of Mitch. Dad, who's Mitch? They, they love that stuff. Going to have to get rid of somebody. Well, what do you mean get rid of them? I'm like, well, it's not a good thing, but it's a good thing for them. You know, I always say, you know, whenever it's going to let somebody go, you don't fire them. You go for a walk nicely and you say, listen, I think you're going to be best served someplace else. I want you to be successful, but someplace else. This ain't the spot whether it's me or the environment or whatever. But they learn all I just went through that with my one, with my, uh, with my Katie, because she'll, <laughs> she's awesome. She's like right here, right? She's my keeks. But um, you share with them and they have, they benefit so much. So you, you say, what are the positives of being at home in this slowdown that we had? And what is advice for parents? Share what the hell you're doing with your kids. Yeah. Let them know, well, man, you are crushing them the, you're you're the subsidizing their lack of yes. education at school True. which is you know so they're getting a boot camp of real life now granted we all got a boot camp of real life yeah but i i speak to your point yesterday i had a very tough day very tough very tough day um and it was a, a business day that just went really awry and in real life world that we're in i was in my gym clothes from like 8 15 i don't think i had any meals um, and if I did, it was not anything you would have. It was not. Of. It was not what I was supposed to be doing no. in the kitchen with and, my cucumbers. Um, I really oh. was in it yesterday, and my daughter walked in my room, twelve years old, and she said to me that she had done. They had like testing yesterday, and you know, every day that they're actually at school is just kind of a gift. And they come home, and you know, mask and show goes off, and they come in the room, and they're like. I had testing today. It was went well. And I looked at her, and the minute I looked at her, and I was fine the whole time, the minute I looked at her, I welled up with tears. And she looked at me, and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just looking at you, and I'm reminded of what's most important, and nothing else matters Nothing else matters. And she goes, what happened? And I said, oh, don't worry about it. Mommy's fine. And she goes, you need a hug? I said, yeah. She's like, you know, Mom, you're allowed to have feelings. And I said, oh, my God, something I've been saying all year, actually. <laughs> you know, I say that all the time because I want them to feel safe with their feelings. Because when I was growing up, I didn't always feel safe with my feelings. Mm. Not because my parents weren't supportive. I just didn't want to be a burden to them if I was having an emotional day. I was the burden. So, yeah. <laughs> I had her. Rhyme, That's what happens so. when you're a little sister. Yeah. So, anyway, I say, it, I say it a lot. And she used my own words back at me. And you know what happened next? I, I yeah. literally cried like, you know in what? my kids' arms. Yes. And I said, thank you so much. Then you I felt better. Me. And then we walked away and like, I don't you know, know, it's made funny because I don't it know, great. We, didn't, we didn't discuss this, which is so funny because things happen in our lives that are so parallel all the time. I don't know if you saw it on my story yesterday, but I posted it on my Insta story where I was having a really rough day and I was like not, I wasn't hiding it from my five-year-old and he's playing video games and he's doing his thing. They obviously heard me. And he comes over to me, he goes, Mommy, we need to do our breathing. And he goes like this. <laughs> I'm like, 
what's happening? And I love you so much. And I'm like, and now he's not even here to hear it. But it was so exactly what I needed. He was like, we need to do our breathing. And I don't know where it came from. It was like his preschool teacher, like, like came right over to me. And I was like, you know what, buddy? You're right. I need to do my breathing. And after that, I was like, you know what? None of this matters. None of no. it matters. Because at the end of the day, and my dad used to say this to us, and he's our CEO, and we've been working for him for, Marissa, 16 years, me, 10, family business, similar to what you were saying about your wife. And we were talking about how, like, he once said to us, and he'll, he, he, when he says, like, you'll, you'll never understand until you're a parent. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, dad, you know. But he's like, you'll get it one day. And now all of a sudden, as I'm, especially this year, going through everything, I get it now. I'm like, all that matters is your kids. You just got to figure out how to provide and do and this, that, and the other. But really, nothing else matters but your family, your health. I mean, that's what else have we learned this year? Um, so everything we're doing is just extra credit. And if we can find things in our lives, in our jobs, in our career to, like, get extra credit in a really cool way. I mean, look what we're doing. We're sitting here talking to other people, getting inspired, inspiring others. That's, that's I mean, it took us... a few years to get here and now we're here and we're like oh this is what we're meant to be doing um so back i just to think you. that's your 40s yeah i guess that's your 40s we didn't which know i'm only that. i'm we only a month in because you were in your 30s yes. I'm how a would month you know in, that if you're not 40 i'm a month into my 40s and i i think you're 100 right i think i've gotten closer to this these aha moments as we like to call them these light bulbs you know you have certain light bulbs in your 20s about what you want to do maybe with the rest of your career then you have another light bulb in your 30s about whether or not you want to have kids or like what's this the person for me and all that. And here I am in my early 40s now, I guess you could call it, <laughs> and um, feeling pretty good. But anyway, Mahal, I'd love to hear from you a little bit more about some advice you have to other people who working, trying to do this. You know, obviously your advice is cook with your kids. I love that yes. advice. But any other advice or thoughts or things well, like that about being a working parent? I think we have to dispel, is, I don't know, is this on? Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to dispel the notion of the work-life balance. There is no That balance. does not exist. Yeah. In, in no way, there's no balance. There's no like a little bit of here. It's, it's an, I like to call it a work-life integration because it's Love not, it. it's not a balance. It's not a check of like one side versus the other. It's how do you integrate all the facets of your life so that you're a well-rounded human who can, be productive and can function in all the various aspects. You know, it's funny. My husband and I were talking about this last night. Like, how do you define success? Because, yes, yeah, someone could be financially amazingly successful, but then has a not so great relationship with their family and socially is not great and mentally is like wants to murder people on a daily basis <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and health wise, not so great. So is that person successful because that person brings in a ton of money? No, in my book, for me, the way that I like to define success is that you have multiple tracks that are going well. Like if you can hit four out of the six and feel really good about four out of the six, I think you're super successful. And I don't think it matters whether they're the mental health, physical health, family, you know, you can't whichever, do all whatever the all the yes. buckets, yes. you can't be perfect in everything. You can't be perfect at all, but you can't, you can't be a hundred percent for everything. But if you can manage to be on, on a good track for, for several of the tracks out of all the tracks of your life, 
I think that that is the success, but that's, that's where integration comes in, right? Because your mental health has to be strong. And I am a big advocate. I will say, I will blurt it out to, to everyone. I started therapy two years ago and it was the best decision I ever made. I do not think I would have survived quarantine had I not done the work for the year and a half. I 100% before. agree. Um, because I... I've never missed my therapist so much. <laughs> I Zoomed. Lizette, oh, I where zoomed. are you? I Zoomed with my therapist. Lizette, like, where we're are not you? stopping here. Um, but for me, I, I didn't, never knew how to set boundaries. I'm a recovering perfectionist with that horrible, good is the enemy of great. I need to strive for this Same. ridiculous Same. standard and ideal. Um, so I think we have to be really mindful of what we're what we're putting our focus on. Because if we focus on, okay, I must make money and everything else falls by the wayside, that's not great. And if we say, I must only focus on the kids and everything else falls by the wayside, that's not good either. You know, there has to be, there has to be more than just one thing. I think that that's such because a good we point. Are not, we are not one dimensional we're people. Not, we're not meant to do just one thing. And I think that that's so interesting what you're saying, because I have these conversations with, so often with my own network and, and people we connect to through our networking group, but also through just my friendships, right? So I just had that conversation with somebody last week about how her only purpose is her children. That's her purpose, right? Her purpose in life is being a parent. And she's taking them to their activities. She's preparing their meals. And I'm a big advocate of being a working parent. I've always been a working parent, so I'm biased to being a working parent. But I like to give this advice now to people where I'm like, you just need a purpose that's outside of your one lane. Even if it's just a volunteer opportunity or you're reading a new book or whatever it is that's your purpose outside of being just mom. You don't have to work. You don't have to go back to work. You don't have to earn a living. I don't care what you do. But you sometimes need something to remember. For yourself. Something it's, for yourself. It's, it's something not so for much you. like a purpose. It's just and something that's just I hate to use the word self-care because it's like, it is self-care. But like having some sort of other purpose that or or avenue or pillar or lane that is for you. Yeah. And whether that's exercise or mental Crafting, wellness, whatever it is. or working or all the things. Um, and I love that theory you're saying about, you know, Striving for uh, recovering perfectionist is going to be my new mo because that is me. I don't know. Admittedly, I don't think you're recovering. I'm not recovering. Also, I I, think that you need to go into the 12 step. I also, I have to be honest though. I think um, this could be a conversation for another podcast, but I do think we all, especially in our collective generations, grew up. um, You know, for me specifically, I was a competitive dancer. I blame some of my perfectionist perfectionism on my dance training because you are trained to be perfect because I was a competitive dancer. If your arm is out of whack or if your hair doesn't look perfect or if your leg doesn't get pointed the way that everyone else is during that number, you get docked a few points on your scorecard. So, I mean, let's, let's call Lizette up right now, your therapist. I think we can walk through that with her. But anyway, okay. So, I love all this advice. What I'd like to do to switch gears just a second is, and this is where the contest comes in. So listen up. We've heard a few from you. Sorry. Keep your engines hot. We've heard some mantras already from you. Oh, okay. Keep your engines hot. I'd love to hear from all of you. We are obviously here today to inspire others, right? We are talking about working here and working parents and all the things to stay inspired, to parent inspired. 
So one of our big mantras now, right now, is lead with light, um, which is what we're trying to do, right? We are each a light, as our friend Tootsie likes to say, just figuring out how to shine it, right? So we are here today to shine light on all of you. So I would love to hear from all of you if you have a mantra that you kind of live life by or want to share, because I think we all need these words, these sentences sometimes in our life to get through the day. I love keep your engines hot. Love it. Um, Kate, do you have a mantra? Yeah, I kind of have two. And I thought a little bit about this this week just because I knew this was coming. Um, She prepared. (laughs) Um, One of which is kind of like simple, but I've always worked this way. It's just work work hard and, and be humble, right? Like just, you know, don't... Work hard, be humble. Just be humble. That's 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 kind of what I like to live by. Um, but then also, I've always um, followed Bethany Frankel. Some people love her, some people hate her. I, I happen to love her. I've read a lot of her books, and I follow. I, you know, she's been inspirational to me because she, you know, she built something out of nothing, and um, and I just love, you know, uh, a lot of you know her philosophies. Um, and she's always said, you know, don't um, assume that anyone is smarter than you. And that's not to say like that you're the smartest person or that you, you know, or like you're better than anyone, but really in your approach to, you know, where you want to get in your, in your career or what goals you have is to, um, to go after it, right? Like to not be afraid to, to reach out to anyone or to go after the company that you're hoping to work with. I love that advice. Don't, Um, don't assume that anyone is smarter than you. Yeah. I love that. Um, and that, and you know, that just kind of puts you in a, in a, maybe in a, in a environment that you want to be in, you deserve to be in, but maybe, you know, you wouldn't necessarily do it because you think that you don't belong there. And, and, you know, when you, when you start breaking those boundaries and really, you know, Mm -hmm. um, putting yourself in those situations that that's when I, for me anyway, that's when, you know, and I think right now we're in a climate where we've said this multiple times throughout our interviews in the last several months is, is, is the boundaries are all gone, right? right? The CEO is the assistant and everyone's home and we're all going through this together. Right. And I think, um, especially now that these walls have come down, everyone's a little bit more approachable than they used to be. We're now learning how to reach people virtually in ways that we didn't ever know that we could. You could have a Zoom with someone. You could have a FaceTime with someone now. It's like more normal. Yeah. So that's, I mean, especially when it comes to networking or building a business, it's, it's, Everyone's approachable. Everyone's somebody, right? So I think that that's really good advice um, to remember that you can't assume that anybody's smarter than you. I like that. Love it. I love that too. So keep your engines running. You can't. Do you have any other mantras besides like keep your engine hot? Oh, uh, just (laughs) get better every day. Get better every day. Just get better every day. Whatever the hell it is, there's a million things you can do. That little thing makes you feel good. A bigger thing makes you feel good. Just. But back with the kids, too, kids will feel when you're just myopic, if that's the right word, one thing, raising yeah. my kids, mm. they feel an unfulfilling part. I don't know personally myself, but I'm, I don't mean that I'm, uh, I don't, I don't mean that I'm right. Sure. But I can assume that kids will feel from somebody. When they're unfulfilled. If they're, when they're unfulfilled. And you yes. can't be fulfilled if you're just here. Totally. You know, they're like, okay. What else? What, what else, else is got? there? Yeah, <laughs> well, else well, you, know, you know, and they'll feel that. You yeah, know, it's crazy. I don't know, kids and families and the support networks and all that. I agree with you, and I think that there's um, there's something to be said about us all being cut from that same cloth, which typically is what happens on these panels. We end up realizing that 
we're all here for a reason today and, and we are sharing these stories together. Like we are all meant to have been here and I'm learning so much. And this is why I love doing these because I'm learning myself. I can't stress enough my, my love for talking to other entrepreneurs and hustlers because we are cut from this cloth where we don't know what it's like to just have one thing. We are doing a hundred things at I a time. I admit, I admit before you tell me your mantra. Also, like, Versus I like, let me guess what it is. I'm like, also, like, life is banana earrings. earrings. Banana earrings. It's so dazzling for me. Also, it brings me back to a good place. Okay. My point is, I admit, while I'm in the midst of juggling all sorts of things, I'm sure you can feel the same. I'm sure you definitely feel the same. I know you definitely feel the same. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't like me. Yeah, every like, once in a while, I'm like, I wish I was a little different. For like one minute. And I'm like, I like, hate myself. The person just that shush. Just like goes to Trader Joe's, nothing wrong with this person, goes to Trader Joe's, makes a lunch, has a walk with a friend, walks the dog, yeah. picks a child up, comes home, makes dinner, reads something, catches up with their parent, watches a show, and goes to bed. Meanwhile, I think about that a lot too. I'm like, yeah. and then I think about the fact that that, that person like is my husband, by the way. No, but, by the way, <laughs> the that other night I'm like, really Dave, exist. my husband is that person because the other night I literally opened my phone. One of the nights, these past few days, business wise, has been like wild for us. So I'm looking at my phone, okay, and I was like, I just need to tell you something, okay? As he's like sitting on the couch, like phones away. I don't even know where the phone is. You know, he's just able, and he's rubbed off on me a lot to just shut down. And so I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, I just want you to understand something. I have 44, 44 open, like, conversation threads that are currently happening in my phone since 7.06 a.m., okay? This is kid stuff. Who's picking this? Like, like this is happening. Work stuff, like, PTA stuff, like, just stuff. 44 things. I want to know how many you have. That's what I said to him. He said one. And it's with you. <laughs> it's this. It's good answer. It's what's That's your dad, right, right? Yeah. I'm like, good answer, dad. Yeah, Makes I'm you like, feel good, right? Good, good answer. So I was like, this is the problem. I'm all over the place, right? So my point, though, is that's how I operate. I operate with engines, like Marissa likes to say, at my highest vibration, right? My life is here so that I can deliver up here to my kids, my business, my sister, my family, my friends. Um, but to allow yourself some grace, you can't be all the things to everyone. And I like what you said that about know your lanes. And if you're getting six out of the eight, right, you're doing great. I think you said four out of six. What's your, I'll what, take, what's I'll take your, four out of eight. I'll take your, four out of anything. What's your mantra? What do you live by? So I've, I, I have several, I'll give you a couple of parenting ones because I think that obviously that's the topic we're on today. Um, happy kids don't make happy parents. But happy parents make happy kids. I think that Love. we have we have always looked at the equation in the wrong way. Like you have to flip that equation. If you are happy, fulfilled, satisfied, like energized with life, your kids not only see it, they breathe it, they feel it, they hear it. They don't need they, it. They don't, no, they yeah, don't need any. No. Support on that whole thing. Oh, they yeah. No, no. They don't need any of the things that we think they need. What they need is they need an example of what someone who takes care of themselves, takes care of the people around them, 
is happy, fulfilled, enjoying life. Someone who enjoys life, that's what they should see. Not, okay, you want a toy, let me get you a toy, let me put you in seven clubs. You know, that's not necessary. And we run ourselves ragged, I think, sometimes, doing the things that we think we they need. They really don't need a lot, but they, they don't. do need the osmosis of happiness because happiness is a choice that we each have to make every single day. And marriage is a choice that you have to make every single day. You have to wake up and say, like, I'm willing to fight for this. Like, I hate you right now, but that's okay. <laughs> like, we're going to get through this because my love for you is so much deeper than what I'm really angry with you about right now. Because we're yeah, human. we're still human. Yeah. I get into my life a little bit. Maybe it was just a little too much. We just got into it. Well, we got into it because because we want to be together. It isn't everyday pretty Shangri-La and flowers. Oh. It isn't Shangri-La and flowers and ice cream, and I just got yelled at. Um, They're like, we can't hear you. Home. Not holding your mic. There's the two into the combo. But, no, it's it's all, but, but that's all bullshit. Right. You tell them the reality. Again, you're raising your kids. The reality right. is, I want to be with mom. Exactly. I want to be with She's absolutely wrong right now and a complete pain in the ass. <laughs> so everybody write this down about how she's wrong. And then she laughs. I laugh. We all, it's an opportunity to spin it back yes. and Same. show them that we're real. And show them how, how to make up, too. You have to. You, you have, have to show them, them how, to, yes. how to go after it. It's a skill. How to argue. Not and to always how to come. resolve. Yeah, and not always have a resolution. And exactly. If you I, always say, then you know, you'll end up in therapy your whole life. Right. Nothing I, against it. If you're no. always like, but how do we resolve it? I can't. I just don't like what you did. After right. off. Right. Let's move on. Right. And I'll make it up someplace else. Yep. And shit, you keep going. You have to want to be together. There have yes. been, we have had more, you know, and we that's actually life. don't, we don't fight that much. This year we fought more than most. I think we all have because we're all together all the time. Like right now, I could hang out on this chair. I could probably, like, you could come down tomorrow and find me sleeping here. I'd be like, hey guys, I took a day off. By the way, earlier today, just, just insert here, Marissa and I went over to Brookdale's shameless plug. We're starting to teach a course there starting Monday. So we had what, to go over there. It? What is it? About, it's a, it's called Get Your Dream Masters with us. Um, which is, um, kind of just taking control of your job search. And it starts with a resume workshop, then it goes into a LinkedIn workshop, then it goes into what we call the Brand Crush Project, which is how to search for your brand crushes, which that actually is our next question, which is where you want to work and why you want to work there. And then the fourth session is just kind of workshopping to like get you out into the workforce. So if you know anybody that's interested in the course, we still have room. It starts on Monday at Brookdale. It's open to everyone. You can that's find awesome. information on our Job social media. new grads, someone awesome. in between, people wanting to return to work. You name Just it, people that it. need a little professional push. So that said, we were at Brookdale right before this, filling yes, out paperwork. Because as working parents, we were driving in this direction. And so we're like, we oh, I there. need to go to Brookdale. I'm going to go the day that I also have to go to Bellworks, right? So I, I actually thought that through, which is rare. So we were at Brookdale filling out our paperwork, and we both had our passports with us because we had to show it for our I-9s. And we looked at each other. We're like, imagine we left. Like, let's just go. <laughs> We have our passports. We have each other. I'm like, we have our passports. We have each other. I don't need clothes. I'm like, I've I'm got in two tights and, and a dress. It's not ideal I for travel, passport. but I'm in. Like, I've got go. my Amex. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, I'm vaccinated <laughs> and I have my passport. Bye. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> we didn't show up. I think that Imagine that's... we just were like, we're out. <laughs> Where'd those girls go? Turks <laughs> and Caicos. But I think that it may not be feasible to physically do it and get on a plane and go. 
But every single one of us needs to do that on a daily basis. Take your mind virtually, you know, go on a virtual reality tour of somewhere and make that space for yourself to give yourself Give something back to yourself every Agreed. single day. For because- me, it's exercise. And right now, Peloton has rescued me. But I think that there's certain times of the day where I'm just like, and I'm getting better at this. This is also maybe an early 40s, 40s thing where I'm like, I-, I need five minutes. I've never really been like that. And I think it's maybe this year has been like, it's just so many. Marissa likes to call them gnats. Just like gnats at you all day of like the kids and the life and the blah, 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 blah. It's just like. So you know, it's funny how the brain reacts to that, though. Yes. Like I, my wife and I, we we call it like we we have like a guilt factor, and and we'll go through this. And it was great working home with her because we actually shared this emotion we have. The emotion is, I don't feel like doing Jack today. No. And it's not like I don't feel like doing it. I I can't. I just don't. I can't do it. I can't. I'm not burned out. I'm not tired. I don't want to sleep all day. I'm just my brain just stops, yeah. and and we we get guilty. I'm like in day two and a half, we're still doing stuff, right? You're still doing stuff, but you're probably doing more than most. But you're, you're day two and a half. I'm like, I just I'm not, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm in the midst of a website build. I'm in the midst of this. I'm in the midst of that. Midst of this. Midst of that. Raising money. This. This. That. 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 And I usually like all these little buckets and things keeps you filled, right? But I, you know, you'll just. The brain, let the Needs advice, advice. When you feel guilty, you're not working at the level with which we're all talking about. Don't feel guilty. Embrace it because your productive mind is saying, Needs a minute. I got to I got to zip down, get used to it, embrace it, be uncomfortable, be uncomfortable because you're not just going to crawl under a rock. Be uncomfortable and then rise back up again. And it's naturally, it's naturally uh, healing you to go again. Uh-huh. It's like, so I, you I call that the ocean. Like the I ocean. call it a reboot. Like a I got to shut myself down. Yeah. I got to shut down. I, I let it happen and feel it and enjoy it and feel and uncomfortable. I, I have to do this often. I have to do this often because I am a very, I'm an extroverted person that needs a lot of alone time. So I'm an introvert. That has a very good personality, I guess. Um, and I literally She's also have, really modest. I, how is that not? How is that a brag? <laughs> I, love it. Like, I have a really good personality. <laughs> no, like I'm. I, I didn't mean it as a no, brag. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like I'm kind or genuine. I'm just an extrovert. Or an extrovert. I'll chat you up in the supermarket. But I have a post-it that I read every single day, that says, "I if I have to get off the ride, get off the ride." Yeah. No strings attached. And I have a hard time putting my oxygen mask on myself for that reason because I'm connected in so many different places that I sometimes have to disappear, like literally just go off grid, Yep. like not answer my phone for like two hours, not look at it, like not respond to email because I literally need to shut all the way down, close all the tabs, power off yeah. in order to reboot. And it's funny, last night I felt like that. And I knew we had today. And I went to bed, took the shower, was hoping for like that pristine night. And this is the piece de resistance to our conversation. 2 a.m. I had a nightmare. (laughs) It's like, you know what? Dear you. This is my nightmare. This is my nightmare. (laughs) Like, I need to sleep through the night and have you not wake me up. But of course, up I go. Because the truth is, is even when we want to power down, we're not always able to power down. So I agree with you. 
if you have the opportunity to shut down, there should be no guilt about it. None. And you have to schedule it. This is advice. Like, schedule it sometimes. You have to schedule that powering down. Even if it's 10 minutes in your day, 20 minutes, whatever the, the time frame that you can afford, schedule it. Schedule your meals, schedule your walk, schedule your 15 minutes of just sitting there staring at the window. I don't care what it is, but your brain physically, can, we are not built to go, 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 go in the way that we go, 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 especially in this country. We, we literally, the, the science is. I always say, shown. I'm like, I want siesta in this country. Like when you're in like Europe and oh, they just why? like, take and a break you have in the to understand like, that yes, the, en- the entire rest of the world has embraced the siesta. Why? Because we we need it. Yeah. We need to power down. You're also bankrupt, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. You shut me off. You knew I was going to say that, didn't that's you? That's true. That's I think true. I'm off. Am I off? About, no, you're on. No, you're not. You're on. You're good. Kate, do you have any thoughts on all this? You're quiet over here, yeah. but I, I'd love to hear from you again <laughs> if there's anything that you wanted to add to this conversation. Because oh, I think, honestly, it's just you yeah. see more than we do, even, or any of us do, other moms that are trying to just do this. I think for yeah. parents for that matter. So like, do you have any other final advice, any thoughts about any of all this stuff that we're talking about right now? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll echo too that um, I don't know if I necessarily schedule it and I don't think I could because then I would, it would overwhelm me if I had to schedule turning off my laptop or something. I would be like, oh my. This is which, the third time this month someone told me that I need to be scheduling better and yeah. putting more boundaries in and they're not incorrect. How to do that is it's one of the things. Challenge. So we had somebody come into our community for a, um, a talk this week about saying no professionally and personally. And we he was talking about it at like a fence. He was like, if we don't put a fence up in our own backyard. So say we don't have a fence. Can you hear me, by the way, if he's talking? OK, I just want to make sure I don't want to interrupt their flow, but I want to make sure that the podcast is picking up what I'm saying. So I, here's the thing. We have fences in our backyard for a reason, right? Otherwise, your neighbors can come in and the dogs all come in and take poops on your back lawn. And if we don't put a fence up in some capacity in our yeah. lives in so that we can actually shut some stuff down, like it, people are just walking on in and doing yeah. their thing, right? So Marissa and I now all week, we're like fence. Like we just, we're using fence as a verb now. We're like, I have to fence that. Like I got to fence that out because Otherwise, it's there's so much noise. Yeah. So I hear you about like not being able to schedule it. We were talking about how we were educated this week by a fellow member of our community that came into our community to talk about saying no and how to say no yeah. professionally and personally. And and he equated it to a gate, like a fence. I'm sorry, in your backyard, right? So if you put a fence up in your backyard, if you don't have a fence, people are just kind of walking in, right? Your neighbors come in. My kids are leaving. I love you guys. Bye. Um, thanks for coming. So I think, you know, if we don't have a fence in our backyard, your neighbors can just walk in. The dogs come in. There's just like pooping all over the lawn. Like people are just, yeah, you can have a gate where people could come in or you could let them in. And then you also can keep them out. And so he was talking about that in, in reference to our lines, right? So we as goers and doers and, you know, engines flaring all the time, sometimes need to remember that it's okay to put a fence up. Whether it's for 15 minutes, all day, one minute, I don't care. And so we are saying that Marissa and I are using it literally all week this week as a, as a verb. I'm like, I got to fence that up. Like, I'm fence. Like, I, I was like constant. I'm like fence, you know. And it's it's so true that even if it's just for five minutes to be like, I can't look at that right now. Or 
I'm happy to look at that, but I need to do it later or house Friday at nine or what, or, 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 but it is challenging, especially as a working parent to schedule. Okay. These 15 minutes, I'm not, so it can change every day. It could be like, remember in college, I used to take like a 10 minute nap. Like yeah, power between, nap. Like I would just literally take a 10 minute or we would set our alarm for 10 minutes and either go back to studying or like take that small nap and then like get up to get dressed to go out, which is hilarious. Oh and I remember gosh. thinking there's no way I'm going to pass out right now and I will never sleep. And then all of a sudden the alarm goes off. By the like, way, all of us could take a 10 minute nap right now. Oh yeah. Coffee I and love hand. to take a 10 minute nap. <laughs> so I want to ask the final question. I'm going to give it a hybrid. I'm going to direct you first. Sure. So we like to talk about, we, 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 we mentioned that one of the courses in our college course that we're, our master's academy that we're teaching um, locally here is the Brand Crush Project, which is Jamie's baby. And we like to bring that home and say, is there anything, any company, any brand, anybody or anything in particular that has made your life more enriched, easier, exciting, inspired in the last however many months that you are crushing on? Yeah. And would you love to showcase and share them because we all are going to tag them and celebrate them in the way that they deserve because they've made your life easy. And also, if there's anything important for the mom with moms, because this has been a more parenting conversation, um, that you would like to showcase that you have coming up, whether it's for events, et cetera, et cetera, I'd like for you to be able to use this moment to talk about something that you love, whether it's local or global, that's made your life easy, and then something for your community that you would like to share with our audience. Yeah. Um, so I should probably be paid by now for the, this company. They're, m- most people don't know them. It's called Brass Clothing. They're out of Boston. Um, the ladies that started, I think it's one lady now, um, around my age uh, in Boston. And essentially, it's a clothing company, Brass Clothing. And the idea was to make like fundamental pieces that you would wear endlessly like for years right like blazers and tops and you know things that are like not too i don't know what the term is but like ultra fashion or like the you know where you'd like buy it's something timeless. seasonally it's timeless. timeless right and um and are well made right so they're it's not inexpensive i mean like it averages around like a hundred dollars or so for each piece um but they're like more investment pieces right and you wear them so this top is actually from brass um but i tell everyone about them but not so much because i, I love the philosophy and, the, and I, I love the clothes but I also love, they do a Facebook group. It's called the Brass Guild. And it's women all across the country, I think in Canada too. And they are so passionate about the brand, but it's also kind of cultivated this like kind of um, empowering, I don't know, platform where these women are, um, you know, just finished their law degree and they are feeling confident in what they're wearing because they love the brand and they'll like post, you know, um, I'm, you know, I'm working my first trial today and like a picture of like, you know, the, the dress. So everyone's like empower, like encouraging everyone. And, um, it's just such a great community. And what is and it called? Brass? Brass clothing. Yeah. Like B-R-A-S-S? Yeah. Brass. They're, I love it. Um, they're, yeah. I, I mean, I've been following them for I, probably about six I, years or so. I, I run a, a fashion staffing firm. I, I've never ah. heard of that before. Yes. That's what we so do in I'm our very, day job. I'm very excited to look them up. Yeah. Uh, brass clothing. Brass Oh, oh! With the Dreamcatchers is a funnel of a, a staffing firm. That's what we do, actually. Like our day jobs is, is putting people to work. We're recruiters, headhunters. Media. Yeah, been doing it for sixteen and a half years. We specialize. Specialize. Specialize in, in fashion and media, um, but in the last several years, we just specialize in good people. So, I mean, we help people locally, put people to work. That's just something that we do. Like next month, we're doing a career fair here. 
Like that's why we moderate these panels, how it works, because everything that we do is career focused. Sorry, back to brass. Okay, now, um, thank you. Um, so, you know, when you need a, a person to work at, stop it, or if she's hiring and, you know, at, we, we literally fill jobs at, in all walks of life. It just so happens that it organically came from fashion and media because that's where I worked in my life prior sure. to becoming a staff So did I. So she was in fashion and I was in media and we married the two. But really, our division is of our staffing firm specifically is all focused on like what we call like the creative jobs, right? Like, but then again, if you're an accountant at a creative company, we also can help you. So yes. like, we really There's nothing just, we don't do. There's nothing we don't do. I mean, as you can see. Yes. Okay. We're firing so on all about, cylinders. <laughs> tell us about what you have coming up from on the phone. Yeah. So uh, working on a few exciting things uh, for the spring and summer. I'm going to, um, tomorrow, actually, we're releasing our Mother's Day guide. So I did like a guide to local um, things to do in the community, places to eat, um, gifts to get mom, stuff like that. Um, Love it. So I'm excited about that. So should uh, I read that or should I send it to, to my husband directly? Yeah. Well, both, right? So I kind of wanted to do both, right? Like if you want like, to buy click something here. for mom or... Exactly. Yes. Yeah, in totally. his one text in his phone. Yeah, in his one text in his phone. Okay. I'll send it to him. Yes, totally. Yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, I'm working on a summer fun guide. So... This will kind of incorporate everything that we're doing uh, or that you can do in Monmouth County. Um, I haven't done this before, but uh, I feel like there's a need because there's such an influx of new families that have moved here. And then also just things have changed a bit. I think maybe some families are not um, doing more of a staycation again this year and just looking for ways to um, to entertain the kids. So I am re uh, working on that now and we'll release that in June. Um, and then as always, you know, you can look to us for weekend roundup events and local resources and where do you get all your oasis and our birthday party guide yes <laughs> so where do you get all of your like tips like where do you get all like you said you earlier how you know in order for you to put together the summer fun guide you have to do all that research yep. to figure out okay so i love that idea because i'm already thinking like the people that we've had on the podcast and people in our web of like that own local businesses that we could introduce her to like yeah. Yeah. like uh, that might be able to help you do some of that work so yeah. like some we did an amazing panel during like the height of COVID about travel and like what to do right now. Cause like to use a travel advisor or to what are the cool places locally that you could drive to that might be a fun getaway. So I'm just thinking of these people that probably could help you with some sure. of those things. Yeah. Um, because I think there's, there's, I mean, without a, a, somebody telling you what to do right now, I mean, there's so much to know. You know what? Like, one of my favorite things to do, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen this. It's not mom that though. Is the um that tulips in the sunflower place? It is in Mammoth. Actually. Oh, it is Cream Mammoth. Ridge, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just Cream Ridge far Ridge away. Weekend. Holland Ridge. Yes, oh, Holland is. Ridge yeah. Farm. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Is a fun. Yeah, talk about a fun weekend. Flip. I think this yeah, is the last weekend. Right now. Yeah, it's yeah. happening right now. The, the tulip farm. Like, it's called the Holland Holland Ridge Tulip Farm. Give it a quick Google. It is. Amazing! It's we, enormous and it's all tulips. Just it's like, like, all, like, like it's uh, I love tulips. And then they went last year. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's the whole thing. And then in the fall they do sunflowers. Last Ooh. year during COVID, you couldn't go to the farm. You could just pick up, and it was like one of the things that we did during lockdown. Like I drove forty-five minutes to like get bundles of tulips, like you were selling. <laughs> yeah. Neighbors, and literally put them in my car and then drove forty-five minutes back, and it was such a highlight. And then I planted tulip bulbs that came up this year and the deer ate them, but that's fine. 
Um, but then they also do the sunflowers in the fall. Awesome. So that's great. I love that. And yeah. I, I look forward to seeing what you chef up how do in we, there. How do we get more information? We follow you on social. We yeah. can subscribe to your newsletter. The Mammoth Moms um, for Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Marissa has to go soon. Sorry, and, uh, that's her alarm. And themammothmoms.com. And yeah, subscribe to our newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter. So. Love yeah, it, love it, love great. it. I'm a big, like, just send it straight into my inbox, girl. So I like okay. that. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> now, brand crush is over here. So brand crush. brand crush. Somebody you think is just killing it right now that you would like to shout out because we get as much as I like to be modest we get a lot of listeners on these conversations and I think it's fun to share what we're into right now because it's also inspirational to others they might have never heard of brass clothing company and they're like I live in Boston I want to see if I can go work there for example and that's kind of where that all goes for our brains but I'd love to hear what you are crushing on these days okay so I have been riding the same bicycle that my parents bought me for my 16th birthday, and I didn't stop growing until I was, like, almost 20. So I've been basically riding in the basket in the back of my bicycle for the last 20-something years. Oh, my years. gosh. So I finally went out and bought myself a couple of months ago, like, a, a new bike. bike, which I sadly realized is probably going to be the last bike I ever purchased for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I went all out. So I got this thing called the Cannondale Bad Boy, which I renamed the Bad Girl. And it is awesome. And I love it. And I try to ride as often as I possibly can because my kids also love to ride bikes. Even though our town is so hilly and literally, especially having had COVID recently, I'm still dying like, <gasps> yeah, you know, you're like, like I don't have the lung capacity the for this. And like my heart is going, but it feels great. And Cannondale, love it. Love it. I have one as well. I have a Cannondale as well. It's it's a special bike. Great bike. Love it, and it's awesome. Uh, Good shout out. Tell us a little bit. So plug plug something you've got going on. Moments. Anything that you're doing that you can share. So I don't have any specific events coming up, but I am. You know, I'm constantly running workshops, and the thing that I'm now offering my, especially my corporate clients, is these packages where you you know you can. Do like a year-long package where I do anywhere from one to 12, you know, workshops per month that are dealing with, engage, uh, you know, employee engagement and retention, productivity, combating burnout, mental health, you know, all this wellness programming with food as kind of like this underlying Red. current uh, that really feeds into all of it. So... You know, I'm, I'm always writing articles. You can find me on Thrive Global. I'm in doing all, all sorts of writing. Um, I'm on co- podcasts constantly. So if you check seasonmoments.com, you can always see the new, the new thing, you know, where, where I've been chatting around. Um, and reach out. I love to connect with people. Last summer, I started, um, an Instagram TV channel where I was interviewing people in the food world because I felt like, COVID really uncovered how broken the food system in this country really is. And I had this real hope and dream that here we had this opportunity. We're going to fix it. And, you know, now a year later, I'm like, okay, we're not going to fix it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Like, let's still talk about it. And hopefully we can start at least having the conversation about fixing. So I think I might start that back up um, because it was fascinating so if you go on Season Moments Instagram, you can go to the TV channel and see, I think there were 20-something episodes. Um, 
and hopefully that'll pick back up. I love that. I'll let you know. Good for you. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Wonderful. All right, so grand finale, no pressure. Your brand crush so, so and something good. My to brand share. crusher person is, and this is an easy one for a ton of people, but Elon Musk. I mean, if you could dream it, you can build it. And I don't care my how Tesla old. My Tesla engineer left, but yep, he, he yeah, my I Tesla mean, yeah, engineer. Yeah, we were talking earlier. Mike, that's what he know. wants to be when he grows up. Elon Musk. I mean, look at this guy. Real quick, you know, his life when he was grew up in South Africa. You know, he was bullied brutally. I mean, he was beaten. He was abused. It was horrible life. And this guy just kept ripping and ripping and ripping. His dad disowned him. His mom moved him along. Great story. Great inspiration for people. Um, and again, here's a guy who. You know, a person, you can dream it, you can build it, right? It's cool. Um, my wife's uh, brand, her company, Certified Credit Collection, I want to call out. Um, yeah, majority are women that work there, you know? There aren't like, you know, we're not going to hire men, just women. Just It's women-owned, it's women-run, it's driven. Um, the way they mesh and work together is amazing because it's relationships where you have to want to be working with people. They do credit and collections. Is that what you said? Yeah. Interesting. Medical billing collection, sure. right? So they, 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 it isn't just collections, you know, where's your money? It's, they help people to, to prop hospitals and systems to, to properly bill people's, uh, procedures, you know, and, and it's great. It helps people. It's like, I can't afford all this. And they're like, to the hospital, well, you can go through Medicaid here, Medicaid here, this can go here, and then their bill goes down. Then they say, you know, now we're going to help you pay that bill, right? So, it, but it's amazing how, and because I listen to my wife meet with her teams, and then she'll oversee and listen to teams meet with the teams, and how amazing these these guys are together. Um, but they built that culture because of the things they do. They do some amazing stuff, and little things. Sometimes I'm like, God, why are you focusing on that right now? I mean, you know, does it really have to be that? But they do really cool stuff, which I'm going to get with you on the food thing. Because uh, they, they, they spent a, cons a, a considerable amount of time on that, my wife and her sister. Um, but a big big thing that I'm, I'm crushing on, you brought up the food thing. Um, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but when stuff, it makes common sense and it drives me nuts when stuff, when there's an issue out there, a problem, and people just talk about it and they don't do anything. Mm. Hence my stop at days as a little kid, you know? It's like somebody freaking do something instead of just saying it's bad, don't bully, be nice, you know? And do something about it. Um, so there's a thing out there called Seaspiracy, I think it's called. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, shit. Netflix. Okay. Everybody watch it on Netflix. I heard about this. Get super pissed off and get super pissed off and go after these places that say they're helping the planet and climate change this you and climate this, change that. Yeah, we it's are having issues seafood, with the climate. The seafood in the in the waters. It's like a big documentary right now on Netflix. Yeah, you know, but it, it how they relate. Now, everyone can build a narrative. Yes. And can collect data to come out to an outcome. But this one kind of really... Hits home. The data that's there that's showing how... We know how the seas affect everything. everything. It affects the climate. temperature, yeah. affects the climate so much. And the ecosystem and how, how, how critical the ecosystem is with sharks and reefs and all this stuff. And commercial fishing, because of the money and the revenue, everyone's going this way. You know, it's insane. And, and it's so relevant today because you have people complaining about emissions and this and that and this and that. And when you look at with the seas getting wailed on and abused by commercial fishing industry, which is massive, no one talks about it. It's so fascinating. And they won't do it. They'll just go over here and say, we got to stop the emissions. Yeah, sure, I get it. 
But why don't we focus over here and go after it? And it's because of the money. And it yeah, irritates me. And all money, these people yeah. sounding off, let's protect this. Let's protect that. All right. If we're talking mantras, my, my father-in-law is... Everybody watching get pissed. C-sp- C-sp- if the answer C-sp- isn't C-sp- money, you're well, asking the wrong question. It's like a light, like a light, like a no video, like a light watch. He's always, you know, when you're looking for the reason... You don't and want if to you're not fish again, noticing that really it's really money, love sushi, so it's, then yeah, you're looking like, the wrong don't want to but Look at the, the, the one thing about tuna, you know, the tuna seal. I remember when I was a kid and they said that dolphins get caught in the right, nets and right. you're eating dolphin. So now you have that label that says dolphin safe. Right. Well, they broke it down and got to the per- the people that run this organization in this place. And the guy said, well, what's the dolphin safe label mean? Well, it means that. If the dolphins are in, the, there's no dolphins caught in the nets. Zero. That's their thing. Well, how do you prove it? Well, how do they break that rule? How do they lose the seal? If one dolphin. Okay, great. Wonderful. How do you prove it? Well, we put people on the boats. Well, sometimes the people are bribed on the boats. Right. And, well, we really don't always put the people on the boats. And then there's the plastics organization stopping the plastics. And I have a huge issue with the plastics. You know, the, the gyres that are out there, those massive things the size of Rhode Island. You ever hear this? Mm-hmm. Uh, look them up, right? It's insanity. I always try to figure out how can we ha- how to clean that up. It's a big – there's got to be a way to do that. But. It's a passion project for you. Side hustle. You have a it's, lot of time. Yeah, you have a ton of free time. I think you should do yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. But it is important to stay educated like that. But like that I, think, plastic, I think it's really important. Those people going after the company. No, one of a good friend of mine is the chief sustainability officer for a huge uh, commercial pharmaceutical company, also for personal products. So she's an amazing human being. But, you know, and they, they talk about it's the nets. You know, the plastic nets make up over 65% of the waste in the oceans. Yeah. Yet we're going after people with the bottles and the right. plastic bottles and all that. Yeah. I don't know. But I listen. Wait, and by the way, it all comes from oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And where's the money? Yeah, no, no, no. no. brass clothing. <laughs> Uh, no, I love these brand crushes, and I think it's important. I think, I mean, listen, we have a platform; we might as well use it. Um, this was awesome. I mean, I could talk to you Thank guys you. all night. Thank um, you, to I literally, I texted my nanny before. I'm like, you guys can go if you want. And the kids were having fun, but somehow they left. Um, thank you to, for listening, all of us. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for the people that stayed and stuck around. Thanks for our listeners, a shared universe for doing our sound. I don't know um, what happened to my stuff, but I have my book that I can raffle. Off. I wanted to quickly say. Um, you're probably going to have to raffle off to somebody that was watching. That's yes. what's probably going to happen. So just to wrap, if you caught everybody's mantra, comment in the section below and below the video, and we will raffle off a signed copy of Marissa's children's book. The Dream 30, Big Academy, Rosie Wants to Be a Fireman. Rosie Wants to Be a Fireman, which is about basically wanting to be something when you're a little girl like you. And then changing your mind. Um, 30 minutes of virtual reality with Todd and a membership to our Dreamcatchers web and, and also a couple cookbooks from Mahal. So um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No pressure. All good. <laughs> and what we will do is follow up after the fact. If anybody's commenting below our video, we will follow up with you and um, get you that prize. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Christian and Shared Universe for doing our sound. Thank you to Brooke and Pal at MPC Designs, who does all of our planning for these events and thank you guys for being here today thank, thank you, you so much. Awesome. this is great this is great thank you bellworks <laughs>